back to the Breakup Podcast, where we talk anything and everything adulting as we break out into our new careers and lives across the country. Today, we will be beginning a mini-series where we bring our friends, colleagues, and other professionals on to share their experiences in their respective industries. Joining us first is the guy who told who we told couldn't wear a cowboy hat when we filmed, the person who continuously makes jokes in the group chat, and Meg's best friend, except of course for us, and her future roommate. <laughs> Welcome to the, be- the Breakup Podcast, Alex. Uh, why don't we start with a little introduction of you? So, who are you? Uh, what did you study in college? How did and how did you meet all of us? That's a loaded question. That was a three-parter. Um, okay. My name is Alex Bozek. Um, live in Fort Worth, Texas now. Went to High Point University like all you guys. Studied sport management, minor in business. And I think I met Alana first, if I remember correctly, freshman year. And then it was probably Emmy and then Meg. If I were to guess, I don't know. Honestly, I never really thought about it. But Meg, you're in last place, I guess. We were in the same peer mentor group. <laughs> oh, were we? <laughs> oh yeah, you have yeah, told me that before. Although, although I don't, although I don't remember that, I do remember you telling me that. He really wow. said, "Ooh, moving on." <laughs> okay, but Alex, did we still meet first though? Or is it Meg now? I'm pretty sure it was at a like a hall meeting. Okay. Uh, fourth floor blessing. Yeah. Did you and Meg ever meet with peer mentor, or did Meg just like know who you were and you never spoke to her? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, clearly the fact that I don't remember like even her being there, I don't think I could answer that. Meg, you were just so rememberable your first week of college. Alex was just so excited to become friends with you. Yeah, clearly, and so happy we've stayed knowing each other. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say that, I mean, like I said, I studied sport management, so I was in most classes with Alana in the second half of my college career and then Emmy and I were in um the media fellows together for a while same with Meg and yeah I mean that was my train of thought I mean you know me I wasn't the best media fellow so yeah he with sucked. Emmy oh yeah Meg was there too <laughs> he sucked <laughs> freshman year he asked me if we had homework I think every single night and then from there, that's where I decided he was dead to me. <laughs> Guys, we have some true best friends on this podcast right now, if you cannot tell. But Alex, tell us a little bit more. So you said you're a sport management major. Did you have any mentors at school that you worked closely with or anyone? Where is shouting out on our podcast today? Um, I mean, all my professors, obviously, I used as mentors. Um. I came into the department pretty late, so I didn't start as a sport management major. I believe it was my sophomore year I switched over, so it's kind of unorthodox. I mean, the usual suspects, Dr. Koba, Dr. Luco, Dr. Anderson, they were great and helped me a lot with more than just like school 
as I'm sure same for you so and I mean Meg same for you with other professors I'm sure so I mean I went through kind of this not phase but stage in high school where I didn't really think I needed a mentor but then I realized how valuable they were um so yeah and that was one thing in college that I took advantage of but yeah that was those are kind of the main ones that I remember well from college Alex can you also explain like obviously you switch majors so kind of like why you switch majors and how that helped you find out kind of like where you wanted to go just for some of our listeners maybe that are younger in their college career or are thinking about switching majors kind of like how you made that decision and like how it helped you throughout the rest of your career kind of a shameless self-plug um so i started out with sport communication major so i was more on like the media side of things and i think you asked me what I was going to do with that after college, and I kind of realized that it might not have been the best path for getting a job. Um, so what I did and what I think is one of the biggest things is if you are going to switch majors, you know, make sure that if it's something that you want to do, graduating on time, on time, kind of the normal schedule that you were at, plan it out as much as you can. Um because I realized I had to take one credit or one class over the summer just so I could be on the normal pace. Um, But yeah, I mean, talk with your professors too about it. I mean, I think it was the right decision because it helped me not just during school. I mean, my grades were better with those classes, but also after school and getting a job. And I enjoyed it a lot more than I think I expected to because I thought it was going to be similar to what I was doing. So Alana, part life coach? I think she just did what she usually does and injected herself into a problem that I had, whether I asked her to or not. Hey now, Bozik, <laughs> don't you dare, don't you dare. I think it was during like COVID too, or that COVID year when she asked me like what I was going to do with it. And I mean, I realized how kind of competitive that's, that field was to get a job and also it um you know it was a very niche kind of major so I couldn't necessarily take what I learned from it and run very far outside of just what it's meant for that makes sense so like sport management at least you still have like business skills and stuff like that which proved to help so So I'll just jump into our next question. Um, You talked about some things that you learned as a sport management major helped you in your career now. Um, What do you do for work and how has that helped you? Right now I'm in sales at Freight Factory Company that my dad works at. I interned there twice previously and then I looked at that sports route and realized that, you know, at this stage of my career starting out it might not be something that was necessarily the best I mean the job I have now is very close to my home and um just a lot of things lined up but yeah I'm basically in sales I've been there for about two months now going on three almost three months um loving it but yeah back to like that sport management stuff you know it's 
like I said, it's, although it's kind of niche, it's basically how I used to explain it to people was it's a business degree, but instead of using just plain business examples, it's, you're using sports examples. So you're still learning core business skills, um, just using a different industry or market. So I took a lot of those kind of general practices and used it, but I mean, I never took a sales class per se. So this was something that I knew was a possibility because there are a lot of sales jobs out there, but um, I didn't necessarily think it would be in something outside of sports because at least with sports, I know enough just from being a fan all my life where I could kind of pick it up as I go. This was something that was completely different. Do you have to do a lot of cold calling? No. So we, it's interesting. And I've had this conversation with couple people because I mean when you think of a sales job you usually tend to think of cold calling um we are more our company's been in the industry for about 25 plus years now um and with that we've kind of built a reputation which has led us to not necessarily rely on cold calling people they tend to come to us um so it's interesting because we're selling them almost as much as they're selling us on themselves um I mean I've cold called before I'm I would say although I don't necessarily do traditional cold calling I do make calls that um are similar so it's kind of like a half cold call almost it's like hey we got you know an information request basically or hey we saw that you reached out wanting more information you know so it's kind of like cold calling but not necessarily like they have no idea who we are um so that's kind of where we differ um luckily we are in a position as a company where we can be somewhat selective um so if necessarily we don't close a deal it's not the end of the world um and that kind of puts some ease on us but yeah it's not traditional selling but I mean, like I said, I never took a sales class, so I wouldn't really know traditional versus non-traditional. I'm taking a lot of courses provided by the company, which I'm learning a lot. Um, And it's a lot of kind of just different tactics and kind of psych stuff almost into being, because they don't trust salespeople most of the time. They think of salesperson, you think of kind of a used car salesman in a way and not trustworthy, but yeah, it's it's fun. I was going to say, if I got a phone call and it was you calling me to call the call, that's a cold call, I think I'd hang up on the spot. But maybe that's just me. Well, the interesting thing is, is that I was calling um, a family member of mine and it went to voicemail and my immediate in- instinct was to go back to like my work voicemail message that I always leave, right, with my work number. And I'm like, no, idiot, you're not at work. <laughs> like, you don't. I don't think I've ever left as many voicemails as I did when I started working. Because if, like, you know, if I called one of you guys and you didn't pick up, I'd just text you or something, right? So that's one thing that's different. I mean, I'm a lot more comfortable on the phone. I've kind of gotten used to I haven't necessarily been in a ton of tough situations just because of my time working there. But some of the tough calls I have had to make have been I've kind of had a learning 
mindset to it, which has helped. So, I mean, I think now you should just start leaving voicemails for everyone. We should get like a two minute voicemail every time we don't answer. Yeah, I could make like a side hustle like those celebrities and just do voicemails for everybody. Fair Although enough. I'm pretty sure my voicemail on my phone, if you tried to call me, is me from like when I was like 13. So it's like super high pitched and it doesn't sound like me at all. I guess we'll have to try that now. Um, so speaking of your job in a little bit more detail, what's it like having an office type like job? Like what are your hours? What's it like being at an office all day? Yeah, so my hours are usually eight to five with an hour like break in the middle, right? So I'm working the regular kind of, what's that, like eight hours a day. Um, but we coming out of COVID, you know, a lot of people worked from home and we realized that much like a lot of other companies that, um, some people just work more efficiently in that, that, um, environment. So we've kind of been slowly getting people back to the office, which is interesting. I mean, I've always, I'm like 10 minutes from, um, from the office so I don't really have an excuse not to be in there and frankly I think I work better in there um I mean I like it I like the environment I think it's you know we did kind of personality stuff and what what we learned was that certain personalities tend to you know like thrive more in social situations and with more people I think also being in sales you know if I was just sitting calling people all day then by myself I think I'd lose it but Alex you can't bring up that personality test without telling Meg's favorite story well I think it's Meg's favorite story because she likes saying that I'm stupid (laughs) go ahead I have tears in my eyes (laughs) it's Niagara Falls I remember the first time I told it to you and I was literally crying laughing so a lot of new employees or people entering whether a new company or just the workforce in general will know what it is but it's called a disc profile so it's basically companies use it to help figure out what your personality your strength and strengths and weaknesses are to kind of mold you towards what position would be best for you and i took it i i mean i had one that revolved around sales and stuff like that so it made sense but it was one section that said that I ranked a zero out of 100 as an intellectual. And <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't a good look. Um, but I asked, I was like, is, it, is the test basically saying that I'm stupid? Yeah. And they said no, which either they lied to me to make me feel better or they just, that's what it is. But basically, and it makes sense once I read more into it, it's basically that I don't like read stuff or learn stuff for the sake of just learning it. I do it. I would only do it if it has a purpose. I wish that we turned this into a video because Meg is legitimately crying right now. Like this is her favorite story. Literal tears in her eyes right now. (laughs) I think it's so funny. (laughs) Bozik, you kind of brought it up to like how your degree really, it prepared you in some ways, but like obviously not in all ways. And you've had to take your training classes and things like that to really get situated with your job. Can you tell our listeners more about that? Just 
realistically, you don't need to know everything before going into your job and you'll learn along the way. That's a good question. So I talked with, obviously didn't just interview with this company, right? Um, I talked to other people in, the, in in different industries and stuff. And one of the um, directors of a certain sales department told me that, you know, certain people like to um or certain companies rather like to you know take people who don't necessarily have any pre um assumed like habits um because what they could do is they can kind of mold them to how they want to do something so if you use sales for an example like someone who hasn't necessarily had a sales job before what the company can do is mold them to sell the way that they want them or need them to sell right so I mean, when I went into it, it wasn't something that I had any experience with before, but it was something that I think I knew I could do. Um, Like you said, Alana, it's not, you don't need to be a master in whatever job or field you're going into. Some people prefer that you're not, so you can learn things kind of the right way. Um, But I think basically as long as you go in with the ability to be kind of malleable and like just a sponge of information that's what i've tried to do and it seemed to work so don't go in with necessarily bad habits already because that's just not gonna work out well so you mentioned that you looked at some other places too and you were looking in the job search so what was the interview process like for this job and kind of your timeline well this one was a little different because like i said i already interned here so i already had a couple a fair amount of contacts here and they just reached out and said hey we've never really done something like this before would you be interested and you know like you mentioned I did look around I mean it was a lot of kind of the traditional like staged interview process um you know you kind of do the initial one if they like you they'll bring you back but what I found was by the time I graduated or got close to graduation timeline necessarily for other jobs was just with the interview process and all that stuff was just a risk that I didn't think was worth taking um a risk as in you know I would have to pass on this other job to look into this one and their interviews don't start until then and all that stuff I mean I had a couple interviews um a lot of no responses (laughs) um so kind of is what it is but I mean it was it was exciting I got to go to a couple different places um got to see some cool stuff meet some really nice people um so it was a funny I mean I think everyone should go in with that process of their life as an exciting experience so and Alex you mentioned those no responses how did you handle that like obviously it's hard to not hear back or not to hear back at all about a job that you thought was a great fit. How did you handle that? We all went through that process kind of together at the same time. So, you know, what I've learned kind of through that process in the beginning of working is kind of don't let the highs get too high. Don't let the lows get too low. Because if you're, when something goes well, you know, and you're way up here, it doesn't take much for you to go way down. And that's kind of something that I learned through my last year of college and the beginning of working and I kind of applied that to you know hey I mean if a company doesn't 
respond at all. Obviously, it's not what you wanted to happen, but it's what did happen. So it's kind of can't really do anything about it. I mean, like I said, we all kind of went through that process together at the same time. So. All right. Um, now that we've talked a little bit about your job and what the interview process was like, let's talk a little bit about what it was like once you finished up college and transitioned into your current job. I know you're back in Fort Worth. So what was that like going from North Carolina or Maine to North Carolina to Fort Worth, back to North Carolina, and now you're back in Fort Worth? Yeah, I mean, so I guess I'll go back to kind of going into college. Um, My brother, so I have an older brother as well and a twin sister. My older brother went to school in Florida. Um, I realized that I wanted to get out of the weather in Maine, but I didn't want to go necessarily as far as Florida. Yeah, I mean, I felt that North Carolina was a really cool place. Never really been there before. I loved kind of just High Point, what it stood for and what their goals were. Um, So about, I'd say, two, two and a half years ago, we moved down here. Um, And I, I mean, even going, I mean, Alana, you know, going from Massachusetts to North Carolina sucked. So just add a couple hours onto that and you're doing Texas to North Carolina. Um, I mean, it was obviously a change of just outside of the, you know, culture difference. I thought it was, I mean, a lot of people that see the same as I do. And I mean, I like it down here. I love it down here. So I don't really see myself leaving anytime soon. You really appreciate that growth mindset, small boy. They mention growth mindset in, like, all of my meetings now, and I'm like, I can't listen to these words. Well, I mean, honestly, that was one thing when I was looking at colleges. I was never a big fan of, you know, the old buildings. Like, obviously, I get if you have history, you shouldn't, you know, go away from it. But at the same time, like, certain colleges I looked at, and I was like, I look like, like, this looks like freaking Hogwarts. Like, I don't want to go to school here, you know? And I liked how High Point was more like, you know, you obviously went there for your four years or five years, whatever, and got your degree and took your classes. But they also focused so much on after college. And that was something I didn't really see anywhere else. I mean, when I was there and everyone that would come visit would say like, oh, this is like crazy. Your school has this, your school has this, whatever. I'd be like, well, yeah, but it it has a point. Like there's a point to or behind it so like oh our buildings are all were for the most part super nice it's like well yeah but there's kind of an objective behind it so that was kind of one thing that I liked I mean I think that um what that whole kind of you know and although it's kind of cheesy and Nito says it a lot but that kind of they're preparing people for the world for what it's going to be instead of what it is you know or something whatever it is um that was something that I found really interesting so thinking back to let's say like before you went to college what's one piece of advice you would tell soon to be freshman Bozik I think one of the things that I could have done better in my freshman year is just not care as much about 
necessarily what other people thought. I think I achieved what I wanted to do when it came to, you know, um, not necessarily turning into someone that I didn't like. Because um, I think there's a lot of pressure to do that in college, you know, turning into someone that's not yourself. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't really have a ton of necessarily, like, regrets, but I mean, I think freshman year, no matter what, and I, when I was a peer mentor, I used to tell every freshman this, I was like, no matter what happens, no matter who you are, you're going to mess up at some point your freshman year, you know, so it's just how you rebound from it. Well, Alex, I think you gave us some great advice today gave us some great insight into what you do now, how you transitioned out of college. So just wanted to thank you for joining us and wanted to thank our listeners for joining us for this first episode of our mini series where we're going to talk to all of our friends. So make sure you guys tune into the rest of our podcast and the rest of this series of where we're breaking out of our college bubble and breaking into our industries and more. Follow us on social media and Instagram at The Breakout Podcast and TikTok at The Breakout Podcast. Thanks for joining us again, guys, and see you next week.